Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while 2023, you guys, and I'm winging it. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. That's the website, the Dork Forest, if you like a determiner. Dorkforest.com also works. JackieCation.com has all of my stand-up information. Like, it has videos, it has pictures, it has links to this podcast and to my other podcast with Lori Kilmartin. It has a merch store that has Dork Forest t-shirts. It has all of my stand-up merch and all of my CDs and DVDs. So, that's what you know about websites. There's an opportunity because uh, we're in the new year here that you can donate to the Dork Forest. I don't have a Patreon. I don't have uh, anything really set up, though I understand you can set up on PayPal a monthly if you wanted to. Uh, you could donate and uh, be of uh, to support the show. This is the 17th season, the 17th year I've been putting this stuff out. It's free, but if you have money and would like to throw me some money, boy, howdy. Uh, uh, there's a PayPal. The, uh, there is at my webs at my email address, actually, Jackie at JackieCation.com, which you can also email me and tell me how much you're enjoying the show. You can also do Venmo if you'd like, which is just Jackie Cation, no hyphen, all one word, picture of this, this person, me. And then um, I think that's it. I think I have Zell, but it's too complicated. Other than that, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, still in, fixing the audio all these years later. Give it up to Patrick Brady. That's what a lot of your donations support, by the way, because I like to uh, share the wealth. And then um, Bill Mose, he does the websites. And Mike Rickberg wrote and sang that song composed and sang that song with his wife now, Sarah. And uh, at the end, he sings uh, the Mexican hat dance, which is always fun. Anyway, I'm sure there's more to it. There's a band camp that has a bunch. It has like a, a, a stand-up storytelling album that was never released. It's uh, There's also a, a bunch of live episodes that many of them are free. There were 200 episodes that were not pre-recorded, and I sort of culled through those, and I pulled like 17 of the best ones. There's an album collection of that, 17 Hours of Dork Forest. If you run through all of the episodes, go to bandcamp.com, Dork Forest, or Google those words and you'll find it. Anyway, there's probably more. I can't remember any of it, but you're doing great. Feel free to enjoy the show. Oh, oh my gosh. Will Nash, let me just tell you something. It's already begun. Welcome oh, huh? to the Dork Forest. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Will Nash, you guys. By the way, I didn't get any... I didn't get any information from you except for that you're a Toronto comic. What is yeah. your handle on the interwebs? So on Instagram, it's the real Will Nash. The real Will Nash. Um, I like it. And then I think it's the same on uh, TikTok as well. Okay. And Twitter is Willie Socks, I believe. Willie Socks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, is W I L L N A S H, correct? Yeah. Correct. And Willie Socks, is it S O C K S? It's S O X X. Willie Socks. Two X's. Yeah. <laughs> w I L L I E? Uh, y. Yes. Oh, come on, Jackie. It's all right. A lot Jackie. of spelling. A lot of spelling errors. I got it now. So, welcome to the program. What I like about this fresh, young faced young man uh, from Toronto, Canada, is uh, that uh, you like Calvin and Hobbes. That's one of your dorkdoms. 
Yes, very much so. If it's, uh, it's so weird. I don't think he's making new ones. How no. did it happen? Um, so my mom was a, like, she worked at a library growing up and she would bring home a bunch of like cartoon books and stuff like that. And, uh, she brought home, uh, Revenge of the Babies, <laughs> the very first one that I got. And I was probably around like six or seven. Oh, so Bill Watterson, yeah. So Bill Watterson had stopped making them at that point, but, uh, I immediately fell in love with this little six-year-old boy and his, uh, pet tiger. He's like, yeah. I'm favorite this is uh this is a pretty epic now do you this is i don't i remember when it was out and i remember reading it and thinking it it was it had sort of a real like it sort of had a vibe about it where he i don't know who was sarcastic was his his mother seemed put upon yeah his father seemed supportive i don't remember how the characters went yeah, so there's um to kind of break it down, there's I guess like five main characters in Calvin and Hobbes. So the five main characters are obviously Calvin, Hobbes, uh, mom and dad, and then Susie Durkins, his next door neighbor, who's a little girl. Oh, right, the little girl. The little girl, yeah. And so those are the five most uh recurring characters throughout the whole entire series. Um, and then you kind of have some more of like the uh, minor characters like Mo the bully. There's Rosaline the babysitter, which is that book. Right. Uh, the babysat. Mm -hmm. um, you've got like the principal and the teacher are kind of like the main. Those are like the main cast, I guess. Right. Yeah. And, and so, so is he. A, OK, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Let's... Calvin's kind of the like the sarcastic one. Um, he's a bit of a troublemaker. And Hobbes really kind of just bounces off their personality with them. Yeah. So right but Hobbes talks right I mean they have conversations yeah Hobbes talks but only to Calvin only so, everybody else thinks he's a stuffed tiger yeah and the, so Bill Watterson has a bunch of panels where like uh he'll walk in on Calvin and Hobbes having a conversation like dad and Cal and then Hobbes is just a stuffed tiger in the last mm -hmm. panel like, yeah. so he only talks to Calvin and that's yeah it's his imaginary friend yeah right and it makes perfect sense because why would Hobbes wouldn't want to talk to anybody else he just wants to talk to Calvin that's did that. you ever have uh, an imaginary friend uh yeah actually this dude's Mr. Wolf Wolf uh he's <laughs> basically yeah right right I'm gonna need more profile on Wolf Wolf can I see okay. Mr. Wolf Wolf and then turn sideways please turn sideways yeah very nice he's in good shape yeah, he's uh, this is my travel uh, companion. He's been all over the world with me, and he's he's my uh, he's definitely my Hobbs for sure. So. All right, well, that uh, <laughs> I had uh, such a I still have mine. It's a, a dog named Laddie, and because uh, I really liked Lassie the TV show, but I wanted a boy dog for some reason, so I Aww. named it Laddie. <laughs> I, like um, I still don't know to this day where I got that stuffed animal. I think I got it from my stepmother may never know may never know I'm not what, sure. where'd you get where'd you get mr wolf wolf i i got him from my mom i'm pretty sure i think when we went to the science center in toronto okay in the right. shop. i think i was like maybe four or five when i got him yeah right are there um did it did it draw you to calvin because of his imaginary friend and because he seemed to have adventures with the with the with the animal yeah, definitely. 
Um, cause like I would play Maple Leaf a lot growing up, which was like, you know, hanging out with him. Calvin did a lot of that stuff, but also was like a pretty rowdy rascal, like rascal child. And I put my parents through a lot of the stuff that Calvin had put his parents through. Yeah. Driving them absolutely nuts off the walls. Um, just getting into stuff that I shouldn't be and stuff. So yeah, sure. like that. And just, I mean, I always loved cats. Um, Hobbs was based off of Bill Watterson, the authors and illustrators cat, I can't remember his name right now, but oh, oh right, because Hobbs is a tiger. Uh-huh. And so okay, so he is a cat to some extent. That makes perfect sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and um some more fun knowledge. Uh Hobbes was named after a philosopher, like a 17th century old Oh yeah, it's uh, Thomas Hobbes. Yes. See, I have read Thomas Hobbes' Leviathan, uh, because I have a degree in poli sci. Uh, okay. It's a little dry. It's a little yeah, dry. Yeah, a little dry. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. that's that's definitely Bill Watterson's cup of tea, though. Like, he was like a big political guy, and he loves that dry stuff. Yeah. So, is he political? Because the Calvin and Hobbes was never felt political. No, it never was political, but he got into like a lot of political, um, like, drawings and stuff like that through his college years Mm -hmm. he was like very he was a very political person like um outside of calvin and Hobbes, which was like really cool that's interesting yeah Yeah, i don't know what his politics were did you you... oh and i didn't get it i don't really right right and i don't want it to be ruined so let's uh let's yeah (laughs) let's not go there because i know thomas Hobbes. um he is famous for um because he had a different idea of the na- of the nature of humanity. It was called right. the nature of man. Right. There was John Locke and there was Thomas Hobbes, and they were um, yeah. Locke was a bit more of a an optimist, and Thomas Hobbes was like he is quote his famous quote is that life is um, brutish and short. It yeah. is hard, brutish and short, something like that. I think I think that's yeah right yeah. yeah. And Calvinism, <laughs> Calvinism is John Calvin, right? And John, yeah, that's exactly it. It's John Calvin. Yeah, he was and a sixteenth-century um, religious. Yeah, religious. Yeah, he was like a pastor and stuff like that. So right, I can't remember what I think. I just remember Calvinism being slightly bossy. But you know, you're talking sixteenth-century Christianity. It's going to be yeah. bossy. Going to be bossy. Yeah, <laughs> guys and girls. That's right. <laughs> just by just by virtue of you know of him getting any sort of press at all it's going to be kind of bossy yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it is interesting that they were named calvin and Hobbes, and it wasn't political and it wasn't really religious and um i do remember it was andy will sometimes talk about calvin and Hobbes, my fella my husband yeah i know yeah and he will sometimes say that the mom on Calvin and Hobbes was the greatest victim, the greatest victim of injustices. She was always depicted as the bad guy and it used to bother him when he was a kid. But I had a Calvin and Hobbes t-shirt because Watterson, Water, what was it? Well, yeah, Watterson, Bill Watterson, yeah. Bill Watterson, he never did merch. No, he never uh, wanted to license his uh, Calvin and Hobbes because he saw what happened with Garfield and like peanuts and all you know all of those really big super things and they were just and he like, didn't want to buy land no, it's he, really that's why i think his politics might be kind of cool because he actually he never fought the fight either right like there's all those stickers of calvin peeing on things. yeah peeing on uh yeah peeing on ford or whatever it is right yeah those are funny i, I have a few of those stickers <laughs> but yeah he uh no he never wanted to like license any of his products there's never been like 
plushies or toys that are like legitimate like Calvin and Hobbes like merch um and then they only did that like documentary a few years ago like about uh like Calvin and Hobbes but there hasn't really been that much media or anything like that at all he just wanted it to purely be the art form which I, I gotta right, love he, he just wanted a comic strip and you're yeah. like okay so you never wanted a yacht or you know you didn't want to go to space no. uh good for you Bill yeah. uh <laughs> kind of great I uh did without the benefit of copyright I sold Calvin and Hobbes t-shirts during college okay. yeah it was uh it was actually a nice revenue stream for a while it was quite nice I wouldn't um know. Sure. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure he would have been very proud of me. Uh, he was like, well, as long as I don't pay your rent. Yeah. It's, it's why it's kind of why I think that his politics would be kind of fine. And um, but I but you're right. I don't want to look into it. Yeah, no, me neither. I'm I'm he, he I have he has a special place in my heart, so I don't want to tarnish it with anything. I'm with ignorance plus, right? Ignorance yes. plus. <laughs> right, right. Let's love the artist and not yeah. even worry or the art and let's not yeah. worry about the artist for a second. Exactly. So <laughs> do you own most of the collections? Yeah. So I actually have the whole entire anthology every single comic uh that he ever wrote from november 90 uh, sorry 85 to december 31st 1995 that's every single one of them right there mm-hmm. um which is there's some poetry in there too that he included like a foreword from bill watterson himself i have a bunch of the books too oh yeah <laughs> yeah those is, are more fun for just yeah. sitting around just kind of going yeah, oh these cute. Are definitely like the like I, I read these more than i read the like the huge one right yeah. those are too heavy to some extent and there's always extra art in those anthology collections that you're yeah. like i wish i cared enough to sit there and and, and uh yeah i've gone through them though <laughs> good oh good yeah. so i have i have gone through the whole thing uh i got that I don't know, probably like seven years ago. It's kind of when it first got released. And then, yep. yeah, I've been uh, slowly chipping away at it. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, yeah. they're they're it, they're they're dense. Yeah. So decades worth of comics. Yeah. 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 Whole decade. Eighty five to ninety five. Right. <laughs> right. Which is why I was selling them because I graduated from college in eighty yeah, eight. So um, right it would have been the perfect sweet spot. And um, exactly it. <laughs> I actually, I think I sold a T-shirt to a guy I had a crush on. He was one of those guys I had a crush on that I just stood next to and never mentioned it. Oh, and yeah, I no, think I'm, he had a pretty good idea, but he was not interested. Yeah, I, so, I'm in the same way. If, if I like you, I'm just I might awkwardly stand next to you and hope you care. <laughs> and hope you care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, or I'll make eyes for like 45 minutes and then. And Maybe. then you will be creeped out. Other exactly. people will be slightly yeah. uncomfortable. And, and, I'm like, and I'll be uncomfortable with myself. Be like, right. yeah. <laughs> Which is why there's no chatter. No. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, is there anything? I mean, here's what we're going to do this episode of The Dork Forest. I'm talking with Will Nash, who is at WillieXX on the Twitter and at the real Will Nash on Instagram and the TikTok. Yeah. Uh, and so, Comic Toronto and the. We're just going to go through like several things that you really like here yeah. in the Dork Forest as you wander around. Anything else you want to say about Calvin and Hobbes? 
Oh, yeah. There's a few things that I would like to talk about, Calvin. Yes, please. Before we go. So Calvin was like, he he had a huge imagination. And that's why I love Calvin so much is because I love having a big imagination. I love like Lego. I love seeing the world in a different fun light. So he like some of the fun things that like I got out of Calvin and Hobbes were some of like his creations, I guess. Um, So he would just it would be like a cardboard box and he'd flip it upside down and he'd, he'd write like transmorgifier and it just changed something and it all of a sudden he's sitting on a huge elephant in his room and like the, the room's completely destroyed because he's playing around with it and he also like he created this thing called calvin ball okay oh uh, a sport yeah that has no rules and the only rule is that there can't be the same rule twice <laughs> <laughs> the it started it usually starts off with like him like a lot of like the stuff that he plays it with are like badminton rackets uh trees for like goal posts there's uh soccer balls cro- croquets like a bunch of stuff right and it and it's just like an imagination game where it's like okay uh the point system is q to 12 <laughs> <laughs> or um yeah and so it's like you have to like run across and hit this and like i play these games with like, my friends and then we try to like do it ourselves and like make new rules and just all of a sudden you're three hours later you've got this completely changed game that started off with you and your friends passing some like soccer balls around so i really t- yeah. i really and calvin and Hobbes really inspired me for sure so that is awesome yeah. um i was wondering about um there's something that came out after uh calvin and Hobbes that I thought was kind of Calvin and Hobbes esque by a by a by a, a, a writer drawer guy drawer uh, artist, uh, artist I artist, think the word yes, I'm looking yeah, for cartoonist maybe yeah cartoon but possibly yeah. yes and uh, <laughs> named Mike Kunkel K U N K E L and it's called Hero Bear and the Kid that sounds vaguely familiar I feel yeah. like I've seen it on like a Reddit or something like that right right it it, it would have it might have come up but it was like a 2003 kind of thing right okay so right. like here I'll put it in the chat because we're on zoom you guys right. feel free to go uh right. to YouTube and watch the uh the magic hero bear and the kid is about oh, he's a yes. polar bear he's a stuffed polar bear yeah that turns into a superhero right when no one else is watching and the kid just kind of hangs out with them that's so it's kind of the same premise but what i like about it is that the art has that that sort of imagination and that feel to it of just sort of there's a not not like a it's not even a kindness because uh because calvin and Hobbes was snarky as all hell uh Hero Bear and the Kid, I think it was a little more gentle. Okay, yeah, a little, and, a little more kid friendly. Because Calvin and Hobbes yeah. is very adult. Like I learned a lot of words. Reading. <laughs> <laughs> like my vocabulary expanded immensely. Like reading all of that. Yeah. So right, it had it had a very kind of old school um, newspaper comic strip vibe to it. Okay. Because in in the in the newspapers when there were comic strips, they were for everybody. They weren't just for little kids, right? Right. Exactly. And so there would be peanuts that was for little kids, and then there would be like Andy Cap, which was uh, something your dad would read. Yeah. And then. And then there'd be like the 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 grumpy bus driver, which is something your grandma would read. And then there was Mary Worth and and the and the and the Dan Frontier, not Dan Frontier, but it was like Mary Worth. But there was a it was a guy one, and he was in the woods, and oh. nothing would happen. It would be three panels, yeah. one panel of dialogue, 
two panels of reaction. <laughs> See you next Sunday. See you next what Sunday. the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, no, I, I'm going to watch Mary Worth. And you're like, you're, you can't, you can't, yeah. there's nothing happening. And actually the Sunday would be in color and it would be sort yeah. of like more like five or six panels. Exactly. Yeah. And, but the dailies would be three panels of freaking yeah. nothing. Yeah. And the, and gah! anyway, but and, Calvin and Hobbes. Part, yeah. He was so good with the three panels and the Sunday strip. Like he really tried, Bill Watterson really tried exploring a lot of stuff with the Sunday strip. Um, like he, like he fought cause he got, he got in about 2,400 newspapers worldwide. I think at the top of his game, huge, which is yeah. massive, you know? Yeah. So like he was fighting for like, because they were trying to like cut down and they're trying to put more ads in the newspapers and try to cut down and like take away a lot of that space that would go for a Sunday strip, like a Sunday, you know, page, which is yep. like, and so, yeah, he loved exploring those Sunday strips though. The color ones are some of my favorites for sure. There's and they're so beautifully inked. Did he do the inking on it too, or yeah, he did all of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. so, you know, and then I think by like in the nineties, he started because I think the newspapers started going a bit more digital with the. The right, he got yeah. Everybody got yeah. kind of screwed. He got kind of screwed with that, and so then it really brought his like color palette kind of down a little bit because he could only work with what was you know given with what the newspaper had to offer. Yeah, so, yeah. He so he fought a lot for the Sunday Strip because they're really trying to screw him over for it, but he loved it. Like some is of my like, yeah. is he still alive? It's yeah, gotta be alive. okay. Yeah, good, good. I think he's like sixties, seventies, maybe. He might so, be seventies because I think he was probably in his thirties in the eighties. Yeah. So, so that was forty years ago. So right. that feels eighties. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, 70s, 80s, you know what we have? Yeah. Well, we have what what ruined his career? You know the oh. internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We <laughs> can look him up. Waterson age. <laughs> Is he? He's. Oh my gosh! He's only sixty-four. Really? Which, oh, by the really? way, sounds younger to this one every year. <laughs> uh, born in 58. So um, let's see. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> so he was. Oh, so he was in his 20s when he started. Yeah. Like mid 20s. And um, yeah. OK. Yes. Because he started just out of college. Um, I think he took it like his first job, I think, was at the American or the first thing that published Calvin and Hobbes was the American Press Syndicate, I believe. OK. Um, I don't exactly know where it is based in America. I'm Canadian. Please forgive my ignorance. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Nobody even knows Canada. So <laughs> yeah, know. you're you're a step ahead. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like the first that really, I think, got him uh, his first pressing was the Universal Press Syndicate. So I, maybe somewhere in Ohio, I think that's where he went to college. I know that's where he was born. So I'm not. Uh, I, he got a BA at Kenyon College. I wonder if it was in Kenya. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a private liberal arts college in Gambier, Ohio. Oh, and it was founded in 1824 by Philander Chase. That's a name. That is a name. Do you know that philandering? means to cheat on your spousal unit and this guy's dude's name was philander but philander <laughs> chase it sounds like a quaker name it sounds it like one of those was kind of quakery yeah it does um <laughs> weird. Yeah, thousand acre campus thousand acres that's pretty big i mean that's the size of winnie the pooh's woods 
<laughs> that's a hundred acre woods. Oh, that's a hundred acre. Oh, I, yes, that is a hundred acre. That's ten times. Yeah, it's ten, ten times. times. Yeah, Are you kidding me? Christopher Robin could never find his way home. No, uh, no so. <laughs> My apologies to know that. Oh, no. Are you yeah. kidding? This accuracy is someone will always email me yeah. if I don't if I don't find the error or you don't find my error. There's always knowing there's in your heart. There's a ranger out there, a third party Let's who's on rangers. board. <laughs> Jackie at JackieCation.com. Let us know. Let us know. Fun facts about Calvin. Fun things about Hobbs. Yeah. Um, so he is in his 60s and he is retired and has been since 95. Yeah. So clearly he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. If he, if he has, he didn't have to merch out. He didn't have to go merch. No, like I said, like he got 2,400 uh, newspapers worldwide for te- for 10 years straight. Like he's. He, he must have invested it. wisely. I think so too. Bought, maybe he bought yeah. land. Maybe he bought a thousand acres. Yeah, maybe. Wow. <laughs> I'm. But yeah, I'm a, I, I love Bill Watterson and his work. It's there's so many awesome memories with Calvin and Hobbes. I uh, like it inspired me so much. I have him like dancing across my arm as a tattoo. Holy smokes, you do! Yeah, so many. All right, get on the YouTubes. Uh, yeah, that is that is outstanding. You know what? Of all the tattoos of the world, I Calvin and Hobbes might have been something I would have done. Yeah, yeah. You you went heavy on the on the on the uh, on the Hobbes. Less so- on the Calvin. It's taken as it's from an actual strip in the comics of okay. them dancing to a jukebox. Yep. And it's I, I got that done when I was in uh, I was in Germany, Munich, Germany. Um, and I, I just finished again a long walk. That's like uh, I <laughs> that's one of his dark dumps. Yeah, it's one of my dark dumps. Yeah. He likes to walk. I do. I do uh, long walks. And so I finished a long walk across France and Spain and I got that done in Germany to kind of like celebrate my love and adventure the same way that Calvin and Hobbes does. Okay. We have a different understanding of long walk. Let us, uh, (laughs) let us now transition (laughs) to a walk across France and Spain uh, and Spain. That feels longer than your average walk. It it is definitely the longest walk I've been on. Um, so it's a, it's called, it's a pilgrimage. They made a movie with Martin Sheen in it, I believe called the way. Okay. Uh, Um, I, so I did this 10 years ago in 2013. It's a pilgrimage across France and Spain called the Camino de Santiago. Um, and it's been a, like a religious pilgrimage since like the 1600s or 600s or something like that. It's a very, lots of people do it every year. Um, but what are the, what, 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 what are we all looking for on this walk? So some people do it for religious reasons because they go to the bones of St. Saint, uh, James, I believe, in Santiago de Compostela, which is in Spain, uh, in the north west. And there's, and there's some value in walking to it yeah, instead of just taking a... Yeah. Okay. And so I did it for like uh, my own spiritual reasons. Um, I do. I love long walks. Like I consider a long walk anything more than probably an hour and a half. Anything okay. Like- hour and a half is like it's a it's a walk to me like a long walk is at least 10k or more okay yep and so essentially you flew to france or you flew to spain depending on which side you started okay where did you start in france so i so i flew to paris and i took a train to the pyrenees mountains which borders france and spain okay um, to a little you walked over the pyrenees yeah that was the that was the first part of my yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that's the, insane yeah the, that was the first like four days of my walk across france and spain were through the pyrenees mountains yeah 
so you start in a place four called, days yeah, okay four, yeah. <laughs> so you start in a place called saint jean pierre de port um it's about a 26 kilometer i don't know the conversion to mile it's about um, 13 or 14 miles yeah, i think i go about half and then i add a couple of miles yep. yeah so yeah about 26 uh kilometers till the border of spain and then you walk to an old like super 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 old monastery in the Valles, and then you walk pretty much west all the way to the west coast to the most western point of spain in finisterre um, you literally you get over the mountains and then you yep. head for the ocean. Yeah. And so you're going through, I think, four, maybe five different provinces in Spain. You go through a bunch of different cities um, like Burgos, wow. Lyon. And so we walk for around 22K. Like I averaged around 20 to 22K a day, I think it was. How many days? 35 days. And do you walk every day or do you take a break? Like, uh, can, I walk can you take a day off? You could take a day off. I walked, I think maybe, I only took maybe two days off. Uh, and that's because I had a foot thing that happened about like halfway through my trip. Shocking no one. <laughs> yeah. A no, foot thing no happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you bring extra shoes? Yeah. So I, I bought it. I did. What so, time of year is this? So I flew out uh, April 1st. And... Ah, you were a fool. April Fool's no. Day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and so, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I got it. I got it. Good job. I'm constantly <laughs> writing. Well, Nash, constantly writing. Yes. <laughs> so it was like springtime in Spain. So I went at the perfect time because Spain get very hot, especially in the interior of Spain. Like, I mean, you're walking for hours. Like, you know, these are long days. Long and days. And when you went over the mountain, was there snow still? Yeah. Like I experienced all four seasons within, I think, think 12 hours at one point oh i bet yeah uh yeah okay so it took you four days to get over the mountains yeah over the mountains and then you okay. kind of get into like a plains for a few for like about a week and a half and Ooh. then you get into like a more of a mountain range through and then it's yeah like i went through like a lot of vineyards and very small uh super small like spanish towns i found like little hobbit holes and stuff like nice <laughs> yeah that's amazing how do you pack for that you pack very lightly and then um, just buy then you just buy stuff yeah. on the way well, you're buying on the way yeah so they know so this is this is a prescribed route like this yes. is the pilgrimage route yes so there's obviously merchants yes. who are there to help you when yeah. you when you break a shoelace yeah so you so when you get into saint jean you have to go to the pilgrim passport office okay. uh, where you register that you're going to walk across uh that you're going to do this religious and you know walk across france and spain so that um because people you know die on it like it's a right they get lost they yeah, die. I, i've gotten lost I oh got my gosh it. <laughs> oh. it was a crazy experience um so Did yeah you like, meet people Oh yeah, I met people that I I'm still friends with this to this day because you you walk with people for hours, for days, for weeks, and all of a sudden right. this month and a half goes by and right. you become a family. Yeah. Uh, so the reason why I was in Germany was because I met somebody two days, three days into my walk, still getting through the Pyrenees Mountains, named this guy named Tim, and him and I pretty much walked almost the whole way together. Like we became best friends and I yeah. ended up living in Germany with him for like a couple of weeks after, which was awesome. 
So yeah, you has he come to Toronto to hang out with yeah. you and visit? We, that yeah, we actually I live in Vancouver uh, for like four years, like about five years ago, and okay. he came to Vancouver. We hung out a bunch, which was awesome. So that's neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Um, wow, my ad, my ad, my ad. I'm about to do an ad. Rangers, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You you know me, I love therapy. I love uh, affirmations. I love all the things that help me find a little peace of mind and a little serenity that enable me to get up in the morning, make my bed, and face the day and try to be of some use to other people, try to create some boundaries in my own life so that make sure everybody's treating me decent and just, you know, be of use and let, you know, let happiness happen. And when there's hard times, I can face them and know that tomorrow's going to be a different day. You know, whether it's better or worse, it'll definitely be different and a better chance of solving that problem if if I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm at my best, I can I can show up for things, right? I can show up for myself and I can show up for other people. But sometimes life gets you bogged down, obviously, right? You're overwhelmed. It's hard to show up. It's hard to deal with life on life's terms, right? So if you want to, you can work with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of yourself. I've done therapy and it's helped. It helped. If you could be honest with yourself and with the person that you're working with, I have to tell you, my therapist was like, this is not a place for you to try to make me laugh because I don't want to. I want you, I want to help you. So, uh, <laughs> That was what made me realize that I had to be honest in therapy, but it really helped me see what was going on and some of the patterns in my life and to let go of a lot of anger and resentment that was holding me back and help me be a better person. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, better help is a great option, just so you know, and it's online. So you don't have to go anywhere. It's convenient and flexible. It's great. There's a questionnaire. There's a short questionnaire. You get matched up with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if it doesn't work because sometimes it doesn't, but they have a lot of different people. They have a lot of different choices. You do this short questionnaire, you do it. So if you want to live sort of your best life and you're finding it hard right now, therapy can get you there. So just visit betterhelp.com slash dork and you can get 10% off your first month. So give it a shot if you want. I mean, it's a really good idea if you are if you're hurting, you know, try anything. Throw 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 it at the wall, see what sticks. So better help B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash dork. Now let's get back into the show and people's dorkdoms. Yay. Okay, so you you pack light. Yeah. So mostly it's just like a water bottle, a backpack couple changes of clothes and an extra pair of shoes i assume yeah so i brought uh well it's and for me too this will go into my third dorkdom i brought a skateboard with me as well. i was gonna say that that is one of your dorkdoms that sounds like a cheat unless it's all cobblestony and then you can't skate anyway no i couldn't skate most of it to be honest <laughs> i carried this skateboard around 800 something odd kilometers it just became just a sort of a just a, a, a reminder of what you couldn't do yep. and everyone going ha ah, he brought a skateboard yeah and- <laughs> i laughed a lot for it <laughs> 
It's like, why are you trekking through mountains with this? I'm like, because when I get to a city, I'm going to want to skate there. And yeah. so I bring an extra pair of shoes. So like what was in my bag was um, I'd have like a, like I guess, a bit like, you know, a water bottle. There'd be three sets of clothes. And then I'd like one of those sets would be uh, nice going out clothes. And then oh, I'd just have, to, yeah, for a dinner. Yeah, for dinners and stuff like that. And then I'd switch between two outfits for walking. Yeah. And I'd have my pair of uh, skate shoes, my boots. Uh, walking sticks, which were very needed. Um, you need those if you're going to walk across the Camino because it takes such a toll on your shoulders. All okay. of that in your back that you need to kind of have something to like push your body through some of it. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So no shame. No shame having a couple of walking sticks. No, no shame at all. I was 19 years old when I did it and yep. I had walking sticks the whole way. There's people, I met somebody that was 82 from Japan who had been walk who was walking across it. They had what? been like three months into it by the time I came up to them. Oh, they like, were going much slower. Yeah, much slower. They're probably yeah. doing like maybe like three or four kilometers, like a town a day kind of thing. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> so, uh that that seems like probably more doable for this one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and so you'd get to a town and then you'd get to kind of see that town a little bit, even though yeah. if you're cruising, like you're if you're going 20 kilometers a day yeah you just kind of want to find a place to sleep yeah right eventually you'll you just want to find a place to sleep like you i there was days where you'd, you'd be you like you didn't really see the yeah. town or yeah you didn't really see the town you'd be 15 kilometers into like a trip and you're looking at your guidebook and it's saying that there's still eight more k to go to like the town that you want to be at so like you're just trying to like trudge through it at some like some points like you, so, just, yeah headphones on put your head down and just headphones <laughs> <laughs> that that actually is a bit it feels 19 though yeah it's, it's uh, <laughs> i'll tell you something i think i was 21 when i went to europe and i didn't bring a let's go or any kind of book oh yeah and i just got on i had one of those train passes right so i just went to florence and i was okay. like and i and, uh, i got off the train at florence and there were barkers like other people going you're mm -hmm. looking for a youth hostel and i was like i am looking for a youth hostel and i went to the youth hostel and then i was like well what is there to see in i've never even heard of florence and uh everyone was like well we're gonna go see the david and i was like what is that and they're like oh, it's a very very famous statue jackie and i was like no yeah. no yeah. and so i just i was like so i went you know i was like i i wanted to go to rome and i wanted to go to naples because i had read a yeah. book about the mob okay. and uh i never made it to naples no <laughs> but i did go to greece oh that's up just yeah, that was neat. And I ended up going to Delphi and Athens. And oh, and then awesome. we we took a train. It was back when Yugoslavia existed. Right. Uh, now it's like Bosnia and, and yeah. um, all a bunch of different. Yeah, all that stuff yeah. going over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many things were happening. Yeah. And uh, so that it was pre pre that war, Serbia. And uh, the um, but yeah, I. Yeah, there's something about being 21 and not having any plan. No. And I like I had I had a Walkman because it was right. of course 1989. And uh I was listening to the soundtrack of a very mediocre movie that I thoroughly loved and it was all Zydeco music from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in Yugoslavia, I was in Greece or Yugoslavia and some guy was like what is that? And I was like it's a Walkman. And he was like <laughs> I've heard of them. Can I see it? And and I was like please don't steal it yes and then he listened to it and I, he was like what's this and i gave him 
Oh, you gave the him the nice. Oh, I didn't nice. give him the walk that I couldn't right. do yeah, it. I couldn't give the walk. And walk. I had like, I think I had a Paul Simon. I only had like four tapes. Cause, right. <laughs> Cause that, I mean, it's, that's what you had back then. It was a finite number of space in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. So you're like, uh, do I want this one? Or right. I was, will I give you the Paul Simon? It was, the, <laughs> I think it was Graceland. And uh, so, but um, what were you listening to? Um, so, when I actually went out, I didn't like that was a pretty ballsy move. What I did, I didn't bring a cell phone or anything like that. What I brought was uh, a couple of disposable cameras. Okay. And so, because I was 2013, like, 2013, man. 2013, cell phones were, iPhones were still huge. Like, but I just, like, I wanted to, like, experience, like, live it. You know, I didn't want to be mm-hmm. on my phone. I didn't want to do anything. But, like, 15 days in, I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I, I can't be without any communication yeah, with love Without ones. any communication. Yeah. So, because I'd be, like, you know, calling my mom from, like, a random, like, farm town, hoping that she'd answer because the time difference. And yeah. There, yeah, there was no planning at all. Like, my, my plane ticket was a one-way. I just bought a one-way to Paris and then just wow. decided to whenever my trip ended is when it ended <laughs> right and then it was going to end and then how were you gonna were you gonna work to get money to go home or were you just gonna send um, i send I, had money? Like a, I had a little like uh a different savings account with enough for a plane ticket oh, for, for a, you had money for both trips but you for didn't know what trips. it was gonna be but i didn't know when it was gonna be so i i put aside like you know i think it was like 700 euro or whatever it was yeah yeah and i was just like okay that's that's my don't touch it because that's you getting home that's you getting home yeah so yeah and then so what did i do i did france spain i did the netherlands um i went to amsterdam for a while i saw really did you go to the saddest attic in the world or did you just go get high i just went and got high Oh, there you go. That'll happen. Yeah, I, yeah, the Van Gogh like, Museum. Yeah. The Van Gogh yeah, Museum. I, I didn't go to the museum. Um, I was, did you walk by the brothels? I don't need to I know did, if you went. I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't go, but I did walk did by and go yeah. look. There's yeah. ladies. I could because well, when I flew in, it was like seven in the morning. So my hostel that I booked was literally right in the red light district without me yeah. without the knowledge. Sure. So, like, when I went out for dinner that night, all of a sudden I'm walking down the street and there's just all the ladies. Yeah. Why would the hostel be anywhere else? They're like, right. no, no, yeah. put it right yeah. in the middle of marijuana Here's and, and the legalized sex. Yes. Here's the legalized sex. And this is where you're going to sleep. And sorry it's- to say anything. <laughs> right. And you're like, you probably didn't even know there was a Van Gogh museum. <laughs> so no, you were 19. I, was 19. So- I mean, I went to Barcelona after my walk because I spent 45 days in Spain. And so I took a break and this will go actually into a perfect transition in my final dorkdom. I oh, saw okay. the X Games in uh Barcelona. Uh, oh, they I love have the X Games. I man. love the X Games too. Holy They're shit. just so just and back in 2013 was back when it was so early. Oh yeah. And like, it was just like you're like, how are they doing these things? It felt like a video game come to life. Honestly, like a Tony Hawk game come to life. It was right. Phen- yeah, phenomenal to like be and sit and like watch a street league championship game and see all my favorite skaters in the world. Just in- catch all this air. Yeah, catch all this air. Like it was un- unreal. And yeah. so, and so just- that's why that's why I brought my skateboard because Barcelona is the skate capital of the world. Is and- it? It, I that's I mean it, there's at the time so, well I mean even still really to this day there are so many famous skateboard spots in that city like it's built for skaters it's oh. uh, the weather's beautiful 
the way the city's laid out is awesome. There's so many cool spots there. So many famous skaters go there for their video parts. I met so many cool skaters like being out there. So yeah, like when I went to Spain, I was like, I know that after this trip, like after this walk, I'm going to take like a 10 day vacation and that's going to be in Barcelona. And it just oh. happened to be that the X games were there. I didn't even know. I had no idea. Right. No, no. Why? How could you? You would have had to check. You didn't have the internet. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, I just want to go somewhere else. Yeah, was and, exactly. uh, and that so was I'd, what I did. Yeah. I just skate around the city. And then all of a sudden I saw like an X Games 10. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go check that out. And then they're selling tickets to the game. Uh, to the, wow. to, the game. to some of the, the uh, like the, 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 I don't know what they would be called, like contests. They are, but I can't yeah, remember yeah, the real like word. Yeah, competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah competition. Yeah, is the yeah. word. Yeah, and, right. So, do you do? Um, so you skateboard? Yes, I skateboard. And do you do street or do you do the half pipe? So I do uh, a mix of both. Um, okay. I, so like I you can drop in. You yeah, can, I can drop in. I can skate half pipes. I can air out of bowls, um, which is that's really huge. fun. I can kick flip. I can do like sets and stuff like that. Like growing up, like a lot of my friends were skaters. So we kind of just, we could, you know, we skate wherever we could really. There wasn't like a skate park near us. So it was, right. it was mostly street skating until one of us decided to build a half pipe or something like that. Right. Right. <laughs> you would have, someone would have to care enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did. Was- I, built, I built one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So Where'd like you put cars, it? In my in my uh, driveway. Oh, the driveway, and then you had to put it together and yeah, yeah. put it together, and then you and then my mom would come home. She'd fucking be beeping, trying to like. It's like yeah, you got to break it down, break it down. down. Got to move it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see a documentary called Dogtown and Z Boys? Yes, I have. I am a huge fan of the '70s skaters, Jay Adams, uh, Tony Alva, Stacey Peralta. Those guys like made skateboarding what it is today. Uh-huh. What is was always fascinating because I, I I didn't see the movie they made about the documentary because the documentary was so cool yeah i was like i don't need to see the reenactment of the thing that i saw the real thing of so the uh i think it's dogtown lords of dogtown is the movie that's it um with like heath ledger there's a few other dudes that was with heath ledger yeah heath ledger yeah he 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 uh was cast i can't remember the guy's name but he was the zephyr team um like owner and like he ran like the team so he was kind of like their they're like guru guy and he got okay. them all like started pretty much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a Happy price. Got your happy price, price line. And so- you know what? I bet you the, the movie would show why all of these, and they were pretty poor, these kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, had, very, very how did, who? I mean, it felt it felt like a really L.A. kind of thing that, for yeah. them to be broke, but someone had a camera. Yeah, someone had a camera. It's and- like, it felt like a movie, like a weird L.A. kind of thing where it's like, well, yeah, no, we don't have any money, but no, we have film. 
do, yeah, what do you want to do? Do you want to shoot we're, something? We're poor, but we're first person. Sorry, we're first world poor, you know? <laughs> Monumentally so. Yeah. And, um, but I did love them just going, it was a big drought, and so people weren't yep. filling their... Break, yeah, breaking into their backyards to skate their pools. They right. uh, when the when the wheel, the urethane wheel, got invented, it changed skateboarding completely. Because a lot of the wheels were from roller blades. They were like clay. Um, right, those old was, four four yeah, the, four roller yeah, skate ones. Yeah, the roll four yeah roller skate ones, and they put those on a plank, and they would you know they were sidewalk surfers. So it wasn't until like those guys really started shaping how skateboarding came to be with the, you know, techno the new technology, putting like a tail on it, a little bit of a concave, you know, wider trucks so that you could carve more. Um, right. Right. It's, I mean, the, it, it pulled them out of the water. Cause I, yeah, I remember in that movie is that they were like, well, you can't surf all day. Yeah. You can only surf in the morning and at night or what the, do you do day? what do you yeah. do during the day when yeah. you don't want to do your homework? Uh, you can you clearly <laughs> you get a plank and you, you put some plank, roller skates on roller it. skates on it and you know start carving the streets la yeah <laughs> it's pretty awesome yeah yeah i really did i really did like that that uh i've always wanted to learn i am um, um uh my husband uh andy tells me that i might have missed that window uh, uh you know, jackie there's never uh, there's no okay i'm gonna say this now because you can learn a new skill at any age it's true uh, but i would have to be in just packed in bubble wrap because oh, uh yeah you I have fall to, down you now have to be. yeah i do yeah. too I'm, yeah <laughs> i'm i have really good balance but i'm still such a fucking klutz so speaking of travel yeah i was in hong kong uh, oh, doing stand-up yeah. comedy, very glamorous. Nice. Uh, and in the in the subway station, in the tube, uh, you take the escalator down and you take it up, and there's a recurring all the time. Uh, first in English or first in Chinese, and then in English, and then in Chinese, and then in English, over and over again. And it is one sentence, and it is, "Do not only look at your mobile device." <sighs> Yeah. Not even kidding. Yeah. And so I realized because I've fallen down like three times in the last five weeks. <laughs> Just phone out, not every, really where you're going. And it finally occurred to me every time I was yeah. walking the dogs, looking at my phone and <laughs> we hit an uneven piece of pavement. Yeah. And that's it. Took Just a header right down and gone. Oh, so man. very sad. So if I could suggest, if you did want to learn how to skateboard, um, so the great thing about skateboarding is that like it's it's a there's a lot of different sizes and variations to to skateboards right okay. so your regular skateboard is usually around eight inches wide um i think it's like 34 with 35 inches long i can't exactly remember the exact measurements but there's things like cruisers where they have a much wider uh base and it's so you have more room to find your center of gravity or a longboard, which is even longer. You know, they go a few oh, yeah, feet yeah. long. Um, they have, it's closer to the ground. So you're closer, you're closer to the. Right. Uh, it's it's, it's yeah. more of a sidewalk surfing. Yeah, kind more of like a sidewalk surfing thing. So when people are like, I want to get into skateboarding, but I wouldn't even know where to start. Like what kind of equipment would I get? I always suggest getting a skateboard. That's like a hybrid. So it's like a hybrid between a longboard and a skateboard, which is like a cruiser. So okay. it has the feel and kind of look of a skateboard, but it gives you that surface area on the board that you want that a longboard has to offer. Right. Um, so that it's not quite as tippy or something. So it's not quite as tippy. Usually it has bigger wheels. 
because mm-hmm. skateboards have small hard wheels where uh long boards have those really big soft urethane wheels they're better for gripping skateboard yeah. it's a very like it's hard like a harder urethane so it slides a lot more so that depends on what kind of skateboard you want to do but if you did want to get into it um there's plenty of classes everywhere i'm sure california has a ton and- right right i'm sure someone's <laughs> teaching something and someone's teaching it'd be funny if they were teaching there's like well, what if I were a middle-aged lady and I wanted to try skateboarding? Is there a class? Yes. yes. Do you have money? <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's like and those, uh, they put those bumpers on like when you learn to bowl. Yeah, when you learn to bowl. <laughs> but, like when you're learning how to ice skate, I mean, this might be real Canadian, but when you're learning how to ice skate, you got the little chair that you're holding on to. And oh, got- yeah, yeah. Remember the two, the two blades? Yeah, the, the, two the first pair? Yeah. So the first pair of skates you get, yeah. so you got two blades, and then you're yeah. down to one. And then you're down to one and you got to get that ankle. Oh, you right. better yeah. get that. You better yeah. better learn how to balance. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh man, I'm, yeah. uh, I didn't, I never skated enough to know, but I remember my friend Elizabeth Decker in college. I once, uh, went ice skating with her and we were just talking and she started skating backwards while we talked. And I was like, that is the coolest, sexiest thing in the whole wide world to be able to skate backwards. Oh, and uh, you can flirt. You can just yeah, kind of zoom flirt. up and you're just like, hey, what's going on? There's right? Billy. Hey, Billy, yeah. how's it going? As I fade into the. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you just hit a four year old and trip and fall. I've done that. <laughs> trying to impress right. my girlfriend and I hit my son on the ice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am so sorry to hear that. Uh, So, by the way, I am talking with Will Nash, a Canadian comic from Toronto. Uh, It's Willie XX. No? Yes. And Willie. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, S-O-X-X. S-O-X-X, yes. Yeah, don't just not XX like you're some sort of. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't. He's dirty. No, he's perfectly fine. (laughs) Uh, It's at W-I-L-L-Y-S-O-X-X on the Twitter and at the real Will Nash uh, with the gravitas that is just Will on Instagram and the TikTok. That is it. So are you doing, this will go up uh, probably end of January. And um, what, uh, where can people see you doing stand-up? Um, so I've like, uh, I've t- kind of taken a bit a of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, so I have a, it's, I've made an album, like a stand up album. It was the yeah. first like three years, two, three years of my stand up. It was right before COVID kind of shut the whole world down. And I knew that I wanted just like to record something because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it again. Right. So I kind of got all my friends together through a big, like I booked a venue. And so I made like a 20 minute little EP album. It's called the inconsequential seminal by Will Nash. It's on Spotify. You can go check that out too. That's it. Yeah, that's it. So I do stand up like in, you know, around like the outskirts of Toronto, um, mm-hmm. like, more of the northern cities, so like Barrie, Newmarket, Aurora. I do try. Uh, I try to go down to Toronto as much as I can, but I got a three-year-old now, so it's really hard to kind of. Get oh, that it! Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, and and do you live outside of Toronto in one yeah, of those towns? So I'm, I'm outside Toronto. I'm like I'm I don't know like thirty minutes north of Toronto. So okay, it's, yeah, it's not that far at all. But um, right. yeah, the next time I'm doing stand up is in Barrie in February. So okay. So yeah, is there a WillNash.com? 
Uh, no, there's a Will Nash comedy uh, Facebook page. Okay. Um, check that and out. you can find your stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, I mean, Twitter and Instagram. Be- Instagram mostly is what I post on. I do a lot sense. of like, like the stories and stuff like that. Twitter's a hellhole now. I try not to go on it too oh, much. Yes, it's brutal. It's <laughs> genuinely gross. It's genuinely really bad. Yeah, I was like, so, why would you ruin something that wasn't that great to begin with? But I was somehow addicted to it. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know what we had. We didn't know what we had. No, until when Jack all- didn't care about uh, any number of things, and now yeah. Elon cares about too much, and it's all foul. It's, it's yeah, uh, it's just a dumpster it's, fire. It's a dumpster fire. <laughs> You're just like boo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, all right, and then the last thing on your lip list, and you sent me this. Uh, this guy, he kind of looks like you. A little bit. I'm actually wearing his merch right now. That's uh, it's a it's a young it's a young hipster hip hop young yeah. white guy. Who uh, clearly overdosed uh, uh, accidentally yep. in the in the fentanyl craze yes. of cocaine with fentanyl, which is a terrible idea. It's, I'm just uh, gonna let's put it out there, folks. Yeah. Uh, if you're thinking about doing drugs, think be again. Yeah. yeah, be safe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Know know your source. Yeah. Try not if to. You, if you're gonna do drugs, just be safe. I don't do drugs, of course. But if you are gonna do them, be safe. You know, let's try right. to try to. Yeah. I don't know how you know where your drugs are coming from, but, uh, you know, I get it. I, I used to, I was drunk for decades, so yep. I get it. And, uh, so this I would take gentleman's name is Mac Miller. <laughs> Mac, M-A-C-M-I-L-L-E-R. Yeah, that is correct. Yes. Okay. Mac- and he, did he go out with Ariane? Yes. Ariana Grande. They dated for two years in 2000, I think it's 15 to 17. Mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. that was when they, their relationship uh, was. And then she dated Pete Davidson right after. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just that guy from SNL. Yeah, the There's too SNL. many famous people, Will Nash. There's Way too, too many, many famous people. people. I'm not one of them. It's fine. <laughs> Me neither. It's a, uh, I'm well kept secret in uh Oh, I'm very, very well known in the industry. Right. It's outside the industry that everyone's right. like, why have I never heard of you? And I was like, I haven't heard of you. There's 8 billion people on the planet. But so you you sent me one of his songs. It was called Stay. Yep. And it was sort of hip hop and it was. Yeah. Hip hop. There's like a bit of like a jazz feel to that song. Yeah. It had a trumpet. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really fun. Uh, The music video is him just like dancing on a beach, just uh, like rapping and stuff like that. Mac Miller was he's a Pittsburgh uh, comedian. Sorry, not comedian. He's a Pittsburgh rapper. Okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, He. He started in around 2007, um, just like in high school and making like mixtapes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then he started gaining a lot of popularity around like 2009. Um, And then he started working with a huge hip hop artist named Wiz Khalifa. Um, So they both kind of came up together in Pittsburgh in like the the early 2010s, like late 2000s. and so he got signed, I think, in 2010 or 11 by Rostrum Records, which was like an independent Pittsburgh label, where he produced his first three studio albums, I believe. Um, oh, wow. So yeah. studio, studio hip hop. 
Yeah, Studio Hip Hop, he's uh like he was huge. He worked with so many different hip hop artists and also just like different artists in general. Like he worked with a lot of like jazz musicians, worked like he's a pianist, like he is a musician. So it's okay. not a rapper. Like he grew up playing music. Uh, he so wrote, and he ended and, up knowing a bunch of like the studio guys. Yeah, and okay, he knew yeah. The studio guys and stuff like that. So yeah, he his first three albums, I believe, were through Rostrum, and then he got signed in two thousand. 15 by warner brothers by okay warner music and then he produced his last four albums with them which was four albums in three yeah. years and so he he his whole entire discography sorry i have it written down because i'm I, uh, right because he died in 2018 2018 so he was 26 years old when he died uh he had six studio albums 13 mixtapes two live albums and 63 music videos Wow, that guy was very, very prolific for a dude who took, well, he did take cocaine. So uh, he had a lot of energy. But I will say this is, so with his, so he's writing the lyrics and is he also DJing? Yeah, he's producing. Um, He has like a couple different aliases. Like his producer name was Larry Fisherman. Um, He produced, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's, uh, yeah, I know it's a weird. (laughs) Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Um. And like, yeah, he did a bunch of different stuff. He had like a couple of different alter egos and stuff like that. But um, a lot of his uh, older music up until around like 2013, 14 was very drug heavy. Um, but he was it's it's really sad and unfortunate. The reason why I love him so much is because he was yeah. really coming out of that drug problem that he was having. And when he overdosed, it was because somebody sold him fake drugs. Mm-hmm. It was um like it wasn't him just doing fentanyl. It was no, no. It, yeah, it was laced, and it, it was, was it was essentially it, poisoned. Yeah, poisoned, and it poisoned him. So he was uh, he, like his sober coach found him that morning, mm-hmm. which was really unfortunate. Um, the fact that there's something called a sober coach in LA right. is proof <laughs> positive that uh, will create any job. Great, so. exactly. <laughs> there's yeah. He was she was kind of like his manager too, but more so like. They, yeah. you know, he was trying to like clean up after the breakup with Ariana Grande. He it really took a heavy toll on him. So yeah, when, I read something when you sent me that. I was like, I guess he relapsed after they broke up, yeah, and then and then he was trying to get back. He was trying to get sober again. Yeah, trying to get sober again. And so when he released his final album, Swimming, which was released about a month before he died, it was like it was like you you listen to some of his music back and there's a lot of times where he kind of like talks about his own death with drugs and stuff like that so he was very like uh, it was like a prophet with how it kind of happened self-aware of his own problems i would think yeah if he's that prolific you gotta you gotta pull from life yeah for sure with the lyrics are the lyrics what's your favorite album or your favorite track oh my so there's you sent me a list actually yeah i sent you a list i i think there were 2009 um which is a beautiful beautiful composed song there's a like this amazing intro that's like a bunch of strings and like this harmonious thing where like it sounds like you're ascending to heaven kind of yeah, and yeah. it's and it's about like him getting back on track and that's from uh this album swimming which was his final studio album they released yeah, yeah. one more posthumously or post like uh, posthumously yeah posthumously. that's I fine always, yeah i always read it I don't really <laughs> right right because you're yeah. seeing the word in your mind and you're like I mind. Yeah. no no it doesn't matter yeah. you're kidding yeah. i said yeah. scene for yeah. decades it's yeah. sure <laughs> anyway so, go ahead um 
And so that was like a companion album. It was like they had a lot. Every one of his albums has like a theme to it. So the Divine Feminine was about love. Uh, swimming was that's like I can't. There's two albums: it's Swimming and then Circles. And it was finding the balance, the yin and yang between the good and the bad. And one was like a heavy hip hop. This Circles was more of like a sing songy. He was exploring more. He was singing. He was using his voice in a lot that's of different deep. ways than what he normally would, which is really beautiful um and then yeah like some of his other ones like uh blue slide park is like him coming up and making it like the theme is like i finally made it there's uh watching movies with the sound off which is kind of the descent into the darkness into the drugs which goes into right. fake which is a full-blown he doesn't remember making that album at all wow <laughs> right um, but he also has a lot of albums <laughs> so yes, he does. there's and a there, couple that he could have made when he was jumped yeah, up and that's yeah. fine and, somebody hit record good for you yeah. and, <laughs> So, it's, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely one of my favorite artists for sure. He was more than just like a hip hop guy. He definitely was a musician. He played a lot of live instruments. A lot of his live albums are him playing instruments, him singing and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And uh, yeah, he's just like phenomenal. So yeah, so he's just he he was at had a lot of different and just cut cut tragically short, you know. Yeah, but um, but short, left yeah. a hell of a body of work. So yeah, which is unreal. And there's his uh state said there's something of like over like a thousand unreleased like songs and he has like four albums that he just didn't decide to drop like he did right. one with pharrell called pink slime that just never dropped um a still like a few others with a couple different artists so wow okay well so we'll be seeing body. he loved working and he loved music and yeah I love, I love that stuff too so i definitely relate to him on that sense for sure well yeah. will dash it's been an hour just so you know, yeah. yes, we uh, we went, we took a journey through your life, I think, from when you're a child until yeah, just a, moments ago. Right. And, those, are, those are my dorkdoms. It's kind of it's kind of the way it is. right? Yeah, yeah. It's, that's exactly what it is. It's uh, yeah. that's the that's the journey we take here on the Dork Forest. That's so right. everybody, it's at the Will Nash on uh, Instagram and TikTok and Willie Socks on Twitter. Go and see him do stand up. Follow him around on the Internet. Um, thank you so much for doing the show, Will. Jackie, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?